Yes, Father God, we thank you for the war. We thank you for the victory. We thank you for Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you died on the cross for us. This is the point of our salvation. This is the purpose for our lives, that we live and move and have our being in you now that you have redeemed us from the grip of the terrible one. And we thank you for giving us power and desire to follow you, to do what you said, and to work with you, to participate with you in the harvest. That is your heart, your desire to bring forth the fruit that the, the fruit that will remain, and that means the lives and souls of men and women, boys and girls everywhere. And so I thank you, Jesus, for giving us that call and that and equipping us in that call. I thank you, Jesus, for giving us. You said I give you power over all the power of the enemy. I give you power to bind and loose and love and forgive. And thank you, Jesus, for those equipping tools. And may we learn how to use them skillfully and well as we go with you, participating with you, not only in the war, but in the harvest, because that's what it's all about, Father God. And so, again, guide our conversations, open the hearts and minds of the people to see how this works and applies to their lives. Pull them up out of the the, the depths of, of wherever they are, despair, the pit, the hopelessness, into the fullness of the revelation of they can have a life, they can live life, they don't have to you know, grovel and, and, and be pointless. They can have purpose. And so, God, I pray that you'd quicken our hearts and minds today. We f- pray for the divine protection of the Holy Spirit. We thank you so much for your gracious goodness. It says you are kind and just even to the unjust and, the un- and, and to the evil uh, because you let your rain fall upon them. And thank you for your rain and your kindness, your blessings, Father. Now guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're talking. We're starting. Uh, this yeah. is the month of August. I'm so excited. We're jumping in on top of each other. Yeah, here. August is the month of harvest. Well, it's a month of harvest. Well, in gardens. Well, a harvest. Lot of, a lot of yeah. the gardens around here, and I just think of the harvest. You know, gr- we both grew up on farms mm-hmm. way back in the day, and uh, it's the same thing. You know, when the when the harvest is on, the farmers they don't take vacations then. No, they 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 they, they maybe <laughs> after the October, harvest. No, yeah, right. Yeah, but well, they're going after that crop they because understand. they know there's 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 a limited time when the crop is ready. Mm-hmm. You got to get it. You got to bring it in. The equipment has to work. The weather has this, to this, work. The weather has mm-hmm. to work because you could watch the weather and you think, man, it's going to be raining. You know, two three inches in a couple of yeah. days. We got to go night and make day. hay while the sun shines. Make, yeah, that's yeah. an old farmer saying. Yeah. In other words, yeah. And Jesus said something about that, something before the night comes, you know. Well, the the, the night comes when no man can, can work. work. So yeah. it's, there's an urgency mm-hmm. when it comes to the harvest, the farmers. That's their life. That's yeah. their life. That's their income. And they have to go get it as fast as they can while they can. Okay, so the urgency of these days and the harvest that we're talking about is the souls, the lives, the souls of men, women, uh, children, um, and meaning and purpose, redeeming them from the grip of the terrible one, re- redeeming them from destruction. And, you know, we le- last left off on our last show talking about, um, very at the very end, if you know someone, there's so many people dying um, almost unexpectedly 
uh, young and old, and, and not just the old people are dying unexpectedly, sudden deaths, um, being diagnosed, you know, full of cancer, full of this, full of that, beautiful people that are just cut off. And the, they're, they're ready now for harvest. They, they may be healed. We don't deny that God couldn't dissolve blood clots and, and kill cancer. But at the same time, part of your, your job is to, if you know those people and have a personal relationship with them, that's part of the harvest. You go there and meet that need, bring them to Jesus, comfort them in Jesus, pray for them in Jesus, and do what you make yourself available to do what you can so that they can um, be forever in eternity with us and with him. There's much in the Bible about harvests mm-hmm. and the harvest. Yeah. We're talking about well, the Well, that was a big focus point today. for Jesus. I mean, that's actually why he came. You know, it wasn't just to defeat the devil because that was already a mess that was going on. But what was go- going on was the devil was messing with the harvest. Yeah. He said, well, let's look at, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible, Matthew chapter 9, mm-hmm. uh, verses 35 through 38. Again, though, this is the Amplified how, how Bible. How about if I read it from the first and then you amplify it with, with where you're reading it so we get it both ways? Okay? Okay. That sounds good. All right, so in, in 935, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Same passage now in the Amplified Bible. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news, the gospel of the kingdom and curing all kinds of disease and every weakness and infirmity. And when he saw the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered, harassed, and distressed, and dejected, and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Mm. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest indeed is plentiful, but the labors are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest, to force out and thrust laborers into his harvest. Really? Get them out there to bring in this harvest. So, so Compel the, them, yeah. Right. The harvest here is, it's it's the helpless, it's the weak, it's the dejected, I the like d- that word distressed. in there, bewildered. You know, there's so many people that are confused, they're bewildered, they don't know what to do with their life. They're actually stuck. They haven't got the right means or money or opportunities or uh, or they're they're addicted they're controlled by life controlling addictions and problems uh relationships are in bad wicked marriages or whatever they're in their children are being destroyed um because their parents are being destroyed and so they're they're confused bewildered and that's exactly what satan would have and you think oh the darkest of all days but at the same time that it's a very dark dark hour it becomes the hour of power it becomes the hour of of compelling people are so desperate now that that the gospel becomes very appealing and it becomes the ray of hope that they're looking for and the gospel can be very appealing to people but then you have to keep in mind that 
the the goddess age has blinded the minds of those that don't believe. Mm-hmm. So there can be some people that are so distressed and down and and wiped out, and and defeated, but yet you, the good news is brought to them, and they don't hear it, they don't receive it. Well, that's they because they don't it. need they it yet. They're stay. not they're not ripe. They're not ready. You don't pick a harvest that's not ripe. You don't pick an apple right. that's green, um, and you don't you know pick a tomato that's green usually unless it's the you know very end of the season but they aren't ready and so there's a process of pain and 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 separation anxiety lack whatever it all is that satan throws at them but god is actually using that those circumstances to bring them to their knees to bring them to surrender to bring them to the revelation of jesus yeah and sometimes people are just it's like uh, how much more do you need to go through before you wake up Mm-hmm. And and realize your need for, for, for well maybe Jesus. they don't know they they don't know number one there is a there's an option <laughs> and they they've never you know this is the problem a lot of people are raised in a certain mindset or or way and they don't know any other way they you know if mm-hmm. you're you're raised by uh, the mafia you don't know you know righteousness necessarily and if you're raised in a in a legalistic religious church you don't know the grace of the gospel and freedom of Jesus Christ. And, and the good news, you know, you know it through the lenses of religion. If you're raised with no church and, and you know, all the secular humanism and whatever it all is out there, you don't know that there is even a need. So it's like, it's like the light has not yet come to them, but God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the, the real compassion, it says here, Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the multitudes. He saw beyond the numbers. He saw behind, beyond the, the bodies in the pews. He saw, he knew. Uh, he looked into their eyes. I'm sure he looked into their the way they were wearing their clothes, how they what they brought for lunch. He knew about them without having to even have a conversation with them because he saw through the eyes. He was moved with compassion. And this is the thing that going into a harvest. Now, when you think about harvest, it's hot, usually. It's sticky. Or, or it can, in it's the farmers, sweaty. it can be very cold, too. Well, very it can be. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's, not, it's uncomfortable <laughs> and not convenient in many yeah, ways. Yeah, and it's, it's hard. It's backbreaking. It's bending. It's lugging and carrying and and driving and long hours and no food. It's just, you're, you're really putting yourself in a very uncomfortable position most of the time when you're harvesting. It, yeah. It, it, today, I think we're talking about in years past, it was more like that. Now you've got farmers that ride in huge air conditioned you know, 20 row, 18, 20 row air conditioned calves. And so the harvest is, is kind of more distant. And the thing is too, sometimes, you know, we're, we're there in our huge, huge mega churches, tr- mega churches mm-hmm. And the harvest is kind of distant because, well, we're we're there and we're enjoying the services. We have and, the air conditioned comfort of air a perfect world. Comfort. But mm-hmm. but the harvest, really, you know, Jesus, it's who who's willing to go into these? Um, who's gutsy enough? And Jesus said, "Pray that the Lord of the harvest would force out, thrust out. It means Compel. send labor. It means." Kick him out, kick him into the harvest, and sometimes God has to, has to do that. I mean, because it's like you know, who wants to be inconvenienced? Um, it's like in Ezekiel thirty-four. Here, here's another description of of the shepherds, the false shepherds of the day, and we have plenty of them these days. And we talked about that last broadcast. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, it says, I'm just going to, Ezekiel 34, verse 1, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the spiritual shepherds. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the spiritual shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, make, you kill the fatlings, but you do not feed the sheep. In other words, basically you're, you're taking advantage of the sheep and you're not really feeding them. Right. And Jesus said these people were like sheep without shepherds. I mean, a sheep without a shepherd in areas where they still do, India, Africa, the Middle East, if you don't have a shepherd there, I mean, they're sheep. there's nothing more vulnerable than a sheep without yeah. a shepherd. Yeah, because they're subject to all kinds of attacks from all kinds of animals, um, you know, not getting the right food, falling into crevices, that sort of thing. But here, let me just go ahead with this. He says, verse four. Now here's the harvest, and here's what they were missing. He said, "The diseased and weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the hurt and crippled you have not bandaged." Those gone astray, you have not brought back. The lost, you have not sought to find. But with force and hard-hearted harshness, Mm -hmm. you have ruled them. And they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild beasts of the field. This is what we have, too, is the harvest. The people that have basically have become food for the wild beasts of the field, the demonic powers, the mm-hmm. lies. That's true. And they're, they're in the grip of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And who who's there that knows how to... Deliver them. Bring deliverance mm-hmm. to them, to and bring them hope. We can pray nicey-nicey little prayers yeah. and, and put people into a little, you know, some kind of a We feel a, good a about Bible the prayers study. we prayed, but it doesn't help them. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. there's a need for bringing deliverance and healing to them right. and because and, and that's the harvest but again it's 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 a messy job mm-hmm. it's demanding well and, and because, who wants to do it because who wants to go into get involved with the life of a person that's just so strung out their families are falling apart mm-hmm. they're 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 on resistant they're they're resistant they're sick hopeless who, who wants who wants to go in to that sort of thing right. the only you have to have compassion. You have to have the compassion of Jesus, and you have to have the wisdom of Jesus, and the mm-hmm. grace of Jesus he that wins to souls walk is into wise. that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to do that. It's Basically, it's a rescue operation. Altogether, yeah. It's a rescue operation. It's just like, you know, people in the work for the fire department or the the EMTs they they, they get risk the, their they lives. get the call mm-hmm. they risk their lives they'll speed through traffic uh-huh. they'll risk their lives to do whatever they can to save somebody and That's, i mean are we at that place are are we as believers even on close to the same level uh, with a, a sense of urgency as the EMTs and the fire department I think 
Yeah, I think if we really are at the attitude of, well, we can take it or leave it. That really doesn't affect me. That's them. As long as I'm thank okay. God, yeah, thank God it's not me and my family. Right. Um, and, and the other thing with this kind of a harvest, when you're harvesting souls, and I know we're flipping um, analogies from sheep to harvest, you know, grain and things like that. But <laughs> an interesting thing with... Um, the, the, the grain, it doesn't resist you when you try to pick it, or the, the cucumber doesn't fight back. But in the soul, the harvesting the souls of men, they, all fight, back they fight back because their demons are fighting to hold them back. And so we don't realize it's not just a harvest, it's they're embroiled in a spiritual war as well. And so that's why he who wins souls is wise, and that's why it takes demi- uh, the, the, the divine interventions of miracles, healings, and the revelation of truth. So really harvesting, how do we harvest? We harvest by bringing people the truth, the tr- because the truth will set them free. So what are they being harvested or released or dis- uh, delivered from? It's from the bondage of the lies, the hopelessness, the anxiety, the despair. Even godly people are being tormented these days by the demonic impersonators that are telling them they're not saved or they're not doing it right or they're not taking enough responsibility. On the one hand, and on the other hand, the demons are saying, just quit, give it up. It's not worth it. God isn't there. He doesn't really love you. He's not a good God. Look at all that you've done, and look at how it all turned out. It's just wrong. So the enemy is lying to the the, the harvesters, the, the, the laborers, and, and trying to placate them, pacify them. And as so many people... Uh, nowadays, because there's such it's such, it's so scary out there, you know, with you know whatever it is, all the the latest every day, hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of messages of something to be anxious about, something to be worried about, something to see that's gone wrong, something that's going wrong, some injustice, some this that. People just want to curl into their little chambers and stay safe and and watch their videos and 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 go out to eat or whatever they do and just stay. Uninvolved. They want to stay uninvolved, but this is not, you know, we're here to harvest, to lay down our life, to, to go out of our comfort zone. And, you know, it's not that hard to go out of your comfort zone, actually, when you start doing it. It's like, oh, yeah, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. There this is where go. my life is. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard to resist the the counsel and the um, conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's really hard to stay laying on the couch and make up excuses about why I shouldn't go out to, uh, to, to help my neighbor, why I shouldn't go to church, or why I shouldn't, you know, uh, you know p- preach, pray, go out there, minister, carry someone's burden. It's just that we can talk ourselves out of it so easily, but at the same time, it's actually a lot of, you know, I got to explain to myself, I got to make excuses to myself, I've got to, you know, whatever. And it's just hard to, it's easy, but it's hard. It's, it's, you know, common in that we do it, but it's not profitable for the kingdom of God. So the best thing to do is just get up and live your life the way the Lord God ordained your life to be lived and you'll be much happier, you'll be much freer, you won't have to be filled with all kinds of excuses and, and you know, <laughs> excuses, I just guess that's the word. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, the, and, the, and the, there's a compelling and an, in an urgency. Jesus uh, spent a lot of time talking about the harvest. He, he developed a strategy for the harvest. He actually, after we read that verse in Matthew 9 and 10, he's choosing the 12 uh, apostles 
and and equipping them. He, you don't just go into the harvest field and you just don't know how to drive the tractor. You just don't know how to do, you know, hook up the wagon and and deal with the power takeoff shaft and all that. You don't just know. You have to be equipped. You have to be shown. And so he was teaching the disciples, you know, here are the gifts. Here's what you do. Here's your authority. You can bind or to you. You can loose. That means you can permit or forbid. And you know, people, this is these gifts of of forgiveness and and he, and binding and loosing. These are keys. These are keys that give you authority to go in certain rooms and stop certain things. You know, people, for example, I'll give you an example. Somebody say, oh, so many so-and-so, they're, they're, they're lying in, in the hospital bed and, and, you know, they're in a critical condition and, and they're, they're probably going to die. And, um, you know, and you hear it maybe second or third hand and it's somebody that you, you, God puts on your heart. No, he doesn't want them to die. So you don't, so what do you do then? Oh, I hope they don't die. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, they were such a good person. No, you say, you know what? I'm going to bind that spirit of death that's trying to get in that hospital room right now. I forbid it. And I, re, I, many times I've done that. If I forbid you enemy to take that life, you will not in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that this person will rise up and live and that they will be completely healed, that the Lord will minister to them. And it's those kind of binding and loosing prayers that do more good. You see, you hear somebody's got cancer. I bind that cancer. I forbid that that spirit of fear and cancer to take over their mind. I release into them the gift of faith. I release the revelation and the purposes of God. See, God want, we want God's will to be done. And it may not be time for that person to die. You know, Satan is collecting thousands and tens of thousands of souls souls. right now through early death that he does not have a right to collect. And because he deceived and and tries to destroy and discourage and rip up and break up families and, and mothers and fathers and children to just bring more grief and pain, you and I as harvesters, as you know, we enter into the throne room of the majesty of God. We have power and authority and favor and blessing and even a, 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 a mandate to go in there and declare things. Uh, and I know people use that a lot, dec- decree and declare. Well, you better know that that's not just a phrase. It's not just a cliche among the church nowadays. If you're going to declare something, bind it and forbid it or release the opposite and forbid the enemy. And the other thing we have power to do is to forgive. So people, many people are dying afraid that they're not going to make it. They didn't do it right. They they didn't get the revelation of God or they're, they're, God's mad at them. We need to come in with comfort to these people and truth. Yeah, I have a friend that uh, has researched this and he says, you know, about 95% of born-again Christians, believers, never lead a soul to Christ during their lifetime. 95%, in other words, 95% of us are not, are not doing the main job Jesus gave us to do. And he said, go into all the world and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And so another thing, if Satan can't keep you lost, he'll keep you ineffective. Yeah. Okay, he'll, he'll get you navel-gazing, all taken up with yourself, mm. all, take, all taken up with your own problems and your mm. own issues where you never get out there well, that reminds into me. the harvest. And, I mean, the, the harvest is life. everywhere. Yeah. You seek to save your yeah. life, you're going to lose it. And a lot of Christians are busy trying to survive and mm-hmm. save their lives. And my life is so hard that we, 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 we're so overwhelmed with our own problems. 
mm-hmm. that we don't get out to minister to those. Or, or the other lie is that are needy. I, I'm not worthy. I, I can't do anything for God until I get my act together. I, I, I. You yeah, know, but, that's but the it's, thing but, is we but, get but we're focused on ourselves too Into much. believing that, well, that's true. It can be all kinds of things. I'm not good enough. I, I can't say anything because I just did the same thing. Who am I? You know? Right. You know. And, you know, the thing is, again, as you said, it's not about me and my failure. It's about the, the willingness. And God is can overcome through us and our weakness and our failure and our mistakes because he's God. So Jesus here, and back to Matthew chapter 9, verse uh, 38, he says, therefore pray. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest. In other words, ask the Lord of the harvest to thrust out, send out, force out, get out there and get the job done. All right? So he says, okay, you ask for the Lord basically to kick kick the... <laughs> Kick the harvesters into the harvest field, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he, and then here's what he does. He he said, "Here's an answer." The disciples are an, helping answer their own prayer that they were told to pray. Mm-hmm. In Matthew chapter ten, verse one, and when he had called his twelve disciples to him, to him, that's our first call is to him, to Jesus Himself. Right. Mm-hmm. He gave them power or authority over unclean spirits. First thing, huh? To cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So we find that the first so thing. many times mm-hmm. as you get the unclean spirits out, yep. the healing comes. How many times in Jesus' ministry he, he cast out the unclean spirits and then the healings took place? This was the job list he gave them, you know, in, in ten six of Matthew. He says, um, when he told them first to go not to the Gentiles right away, uh, but to the to the the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So God was being favor, um, faithful to His word to keep and give Israel the first option here, and, and they pretty much rejected it. But and as you go, verse seven, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Um, and then and then he goes on to give more direction on how to go forward. You know with how to be prepared and how to carry yourself. But in, it's interesting that healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, that's the first way we, we address the harvest because the harvest is, you know, people do not people know. People are, are sick I'm, and so I'm going to do a, a workshop down. on um, understanding spiritual warfare and how deliverance will change your life. Mm-hmm. Most people don't realize that they need deliverance because they think, well, Christians can't have demons. It was just my bad day, my bad choice, my bad attitude. You know, somebody else did something to me. I have all these excuses. And we make excuses for this bad, wicked, uh, inappropriate uh, behavior, words, whatever is coming out of us. And we just, you know, push it away as, well, it's just, it is what it is. And we just let the devil have his free reign without saying, wait a minute, why am I sick? Why? What's going on here? Because the curse without a cause, Proverbs 26, 2, does not come. Mm -hmm. So what is the reason for this thing? You say, well, there doesn't have to be a reason for everything. Yes, there does. Because there's no such thing as a, a coincidence Everything is plotted and planned out. God is not a haphazard God, and neither is the devil. They've all got their strategies and their their mo- their movements, and they know what they're doing. And so the, the devil can't do anything to us unless he gets us to agree, because if that weren't the case, he had already killed us because, you know, if he didn't need our agreement. So there's ways he makes it subtle, us, it's subtle for us to agree with him through passive agreements, through implied consent, 
through un, uh, subconscious agreements and through vows. So when people, you know, so when you go into the harvest field and people say, well, I can't come, I'm sick. Um, notice the sick people came to Jesus. They were drugged to Jesus. They were carried by their friends. They were laying in the way, in the wayside. They were crying out. They did everything they could or to get to Jesus. And if they mm-hmm. couldn't get to Jesus, Jesus went to them, like the guy 38 years at the pool, uh, Bethesda. So it's like we got to get them to Jesus, and that's what harvest is. Harvest isn't, you know, um, you collect them and put them in some nice container church or something. Harvesting is not even filling the church. Harvesting is bringing them to Jesus, securing them in his love, in his kingdom, and in his purposes. What about bringing Jesus to them? You well, see, you can do it both know, ways. You, know, you can both do it both ways. ways. You know, we, we are his representatives on earth. And I mean, and, and, and it's time people know that we're just not a bunch of religious stiffs, that we're just, you know, we're not, we're, we're, we're simply people who, who love the Lord and we're really, we're really carriers of his presence. Mm-hmm. So we're, he said, Jesus is the light of the world. And he says, you are the light of the world. Why? Because we bring his light to people. We bring his love, his compassion, like we read about the in the truth. Yeah, of who he is. He was moved with compassion. In other words, mm-hmm. the word there, moved with compassion, means it was just basically it was a gut wrenching love he had for them. Yeah, sometimes it was. It, it was something so deep it was like almost groaning. It did. Uh, he did uh, groan he in he his did spirit, groan like in with the spirit. Lazarus and when Lazarus, mm-hmm. yeah, when Lazarus died, he he and he wept, and so we know that you know Jesus is that the devil is is painted a, the wrong concept of the Lord God, because he's made him out to be harsh and uh, unhappy and hard to please, and that's not him at all. If you look at who Jesus was, is how he presented himself, he's the opposite of what Satan says he is. And so, come unto me, Jesus said, come unto me, Matthew 11, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you know, the thing is, um, none of this is too hard for us. None of this is beyond us. None of this is, 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 going, is bound and determined to fail because we didn't do it right or we didn't, have the, we didn't have the spiritual background or we didn't go to Bible school. That's not the point. The point is come unto me. Bring, them, bring yourself unto Jesus. Repent of your own um, you know, uh, unbelief and fear and, 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 and allow the Lord to set you free from the demonic uh, activities, words uh, that go on in your mind and heart. I mean, the devil's going to tempt us in our mind and our heart. That's what he does. So don't walk in the flesh, walk in the soul, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And God will lead you to the truth because it is the truth, truth, truth that sets men free. Jesus said it in Matthew 8.34. No, John 8.34. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So what we need in this harvest is to bring people to the truth. The truth that, number one, a lot of what you're doing is not even you. It is the devil acting and, and, and out through you, and you're taking responsibility. You're feeling guilty when you need to just command him to leave because he doesn't have a right to be in your temple. That temple was given to you by God, not to you and the devil. And so truth equals freedom, and freedom brings righteousness, peace, and joy. And that's what the masses need is righteousness, peace. And, and we're in such a crisis right now because everything is coming to a close. Everything is coming to a culmination. Everything is, it's the, it's the, 
act three in the movie. Everything, all the crisis points are coming together, and, and there's a lots of confusion in that last act. There's a lot. Jesus said there's going to be lots of deception. Uh, be not deceived. Many are going to come in my name. We talked about that. False shepherds, false prophets, deceivers, etc. Looking like angels of light. There's going to be lots of confusion. And so the only way you can steady yourself through all that is stay tight with the Holy Spirit and stay in the Word of God and get it for yourself. Don't necessarily wait for some preacher. Because if you listen to all the preachers, they're all saying different things, and they're not all saying the same things. That And so people, I actually have people who started listening to too many podcasts, and they just went off get the rails. Conf- they got con- anxious and had panic attacks. Get confused. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus said in John four thirty five. this is after he... Um, ministered to the woman at the well mm-hmm. in, in, in Sychar, near Sychar, the, that's yeah. the city of Samaria. And, and there are many Samaritans that came to believe because of the testimony of the woman mm-hmm. and because of the testimony of Jesus because he hung out there for about two days after he had ministered to her. And so, um, but he says in John four thirty five, do not say, Let's look. Let's go back to verse 34. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. This is what sustains me. This is the work. This is what keeps mm-hmm. me going is, is basically the harvest. Uh, verse 35, Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Don't say that. He said, Well, down the line. Well, there's times where we're in the natural, mm-hmm. you don't just plant beans one day and harvest them in two weeks. You you wait. There's a time. There's a season. That, that of the, there's planting. There's sowing. There's but in the watering. meantime. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, the harvest. But he says right now, he says, there's a time to wait for the harvest to come in. And then there's a time in the natural. But there's a right now in the spirit. He says, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're ready. When the when the wheat, uh, it, it's white. It's almost white when it's ready. You know, the stems are and, bending and the, and the and heads bowing. on the outside, and it's ready. He says, he says, don't say, well, someday, you know, someday I'll lead people to Jesus. Someday mm-hmm. I when will, I get my ministry, I'll go into the harvest. Some someday when I today you know, finish, is the day. Finish mm-hmm. my Bible school, or, or when I finish my job, or when I af- retire after I get married, or when I retire, then mm-hmm. I'll get a motorhome and travel around. And no, no, he says right now, today, right now, today is now your is, day of now, harvest. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of and salvation. salvation. Mm-hmm. There's harvest. There's people that are ready and ripe right now. All around you. That that God wants you to go to them, speak to them. Or pray, pray for, them. for them. Minister mm-hmm. to them. What In whatever context you have, in your workplace, in your home, in your family, in your neighborhood. So just yeah. go for it as the Spirit of God leads you. And do not go in your own strength. I think... That's part of it. We say, well, I got to go. I got to go. And you throw a track down or something you do. But the thing is, here's the thing. You, first of all, get to get the compassion. You pray for them. You ask the Lord to show you what's going on in their heart. You know, the weariness of their soul. Uh, give you open a word of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, let the Lord speak to you about that person need. so that when you go to that person, you'll have an understanding that that will touch them. Whoa, you know me? You, how do you know that? Uh, how did you know that I was exhausted? Um, you know, but if you let the Lord show you that person, then you'll have an inside scoop on 
what it what's going on with them, and that yeah, will be the key. You can't do it without the Holy so Spirit. So binding when you before you go to bind the powers of resistance, bind the the, the unbelief, bind the 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 spirits spirit that of are blindness, con- the spirit of blindness. Mm-hmm, the God, this world is blinded off of them. The hopelessness, bind it all, bind whatever the Lord says, bind and. You know, pray in tongues if you do that. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. But then he said, don't do it. Don't even try it until you're endued with, with power, power from, from on, on high. high. Mm-hmm. Until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. So, mm-hmm. And so they waited. And on the day of Pentecost, they received the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So say, so it is with us. Mm-hmm. We need, it's not done by might, not by power. It's not going to be your convincing arguments that's going to do it. Like it's going to be, like Paul said, the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. power. Father God, we thank you for the demonstration of, sp- of your Spirit and power through healing, through deliverance, through the words of knowledge, through equipping us with the words to understand the compassion, the love for that person that compels us to go there, even though it's we don't have to go there. I mean, it's it's we could stay home, but we're b- being compelled by your love, Lord God, to bring them into the place of of healing, salvation, deliverance, so that they don't have to be lost, Father. And so we ask now that you would encourage each one here and put on their heart the one or ones that they need to be praying for. And maybe before you go, and maybe part of your part of the harvest is to pray specifically for certain people. Maybe you're a prayer warrior. Maybe you're not a talker. Maybe you just, but you have an intercessory, intercessory gift with God. So however you work in the harvest, not everybody actually goes and drives the big combine. Some are, right. are preparing the, the, the bins and some are you know, fixing the tractors and some of them are making the lunch for the workers. And mm-hmm. so it's all together. But Father, we thank you now for giving us an inspiration to do this and critical time, uh, no time, night is coming, bad weather when no man can work. So let us work now. It's exciting times in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, and by the way, you know, once they're discipled or you want to disciple them, one of the books that we offer is actually a manual called A Case for Righteousness. It's a perfect Bible study for new believers. It starts out right where you're at in the, you know, being bound and addicted and, and filled with fear and lies, and then takes us all the way through the, the process of the Bible uh, study into understanding the lies and freedom and how to be delivered. So that's a case for righteousness. It's actually a manual that you can download as an MP3 or a, a PDF, I think it is, a PDF, sorry. And uh, so we inc- encourage you to do that, and we encourage you to join us next time for um, another look at the harvest. Right here on Rescue Radio. Yeah, amen. <laughs> God bless. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.